Blog Talk Radio. Every 
returning back down south into the Carolinas. And when I had the dream, I really dismissed it because I was thinking, you know, we just had a really brutal mer- uh, winter up here in Maryland, and um, I-, I was not looking forward to uh, to having another one. Basically, in my mind, I was thinking we're going to escape it because we're going back down south. You know, it doesn't really snow down there, so on and so forth. So I dismissed this dream, thinking, hi, you know, I'm running from this, so, you know, going to all the people up north. And then two nights later, the Lord spoke to me, <laughs> to me and spoke to me and was like, I gave you that dream and um, I want you to tell the people, I want you to warn them and then I had a vision, I saw a map of the United States states and from the furthest north to the south, from Maine to Florida, I saw snow and you know, there's a difference between having like a, a bitter cold and then having a lot of snow because scientifically speaking, um, you have to have the right amount of precipitation and moisture in the air for it to snow so you can have just a bitter dry cold and no snow but this is not what I saw I saw snow and lots and lots and lots the Lord also showed me right I saw people um, in the street men, women, men, women young and old, different races I saw black, I saw white, I saw the rich I saw the poor rioting and there was an outbreak of violence like uh things of neighbors fighting each other, somebody getting into a fender bender and jumping out the car and attacking the person, just an eruption of violence. The Lord spoke again and he said that the violence would increase amongst the people and um, due to fear and anger. For those of you who do not know me, I am a prophetess of the Lord Jesus Christ at Faithful Walk Healing Ministries. The Lord called me to live in this day and in this hour, to be a voice in the wilderness, and to declare that the day of the Lord is at hand. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used I think only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland, and our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations. A new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. 
Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 8.32 You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Phil Armstrong. I'll be your host today uh, on this wonderful weekend and November, last day of November. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, I know that I had. I spent most of it sick. Uh, matter of fact, the whole time. Um, but I'm feeling much better. I listened to my last show, and it has excess breathing on it. Um, and I'm not that overweight. So I'm going to go back to the hospital on Monday and get that checked out, make sure I don't have a reoccurrence of pneumonia. I'm starting to cough up stuff, too. Um, I uh, have a wonderful guest on. Uh, hopefully, I don't butcher her last name. It's very small. I don't understand why I can't pronounce it. But me, uh, Prophetess Mina Lee Gribben will be our guest today. Um, this lady is awesome. Uh, the Lord is doing wonderful things through her ministry and through her. Um, I have a fortunate, um, I had a uh, awesome time in the last year or two. Uh, since I've known her, I've uh, listening to her uh, give out the word of God and give out what God has been telling her. And, and it's accurate, uh, very accurate. Uh, that's the one person, one of many people that I can actually say that God is, is using her in a mighty way. So uh, without, actually, we're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to bring her on. We'll be back. This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us October 30th, 1991 President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, 
as America has done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmaternan.name.
for avalanches. Um, when I had that dream, the funny thing is, is that I'm in the D.C. metropolitan area, and I'm roughly two days from leaving here and returning back down south into the Carolinas. And when I had the dream, I really dismissed it because I was thinking, you know, we just had a really brutal mer- uh, winter up here in Maryland, and um, I-, I was not looking forward to uh, to having another one. Basically, in my mind, I was thinking we're going to escape it because we're going back down south. You know, it doesn't really snow down there, so on and so forth. So I dismissed this dream, thinking, hi, you know, I'm running from this, so, you know, going to all the people up north. And then two nights later, the Lord spoke to me, <laughs> to me and spoke to me and was like, I gave you that dream and um, I want you to tell the people, I want you to warn them and then I had a vision, I saw a map of the United States states and from the furthest north to the south, from Maine to Florida, I saw snow and you know, there's a difference between having like a, a bitter cold and then having a lot of snow because scientifically speaking, um, you have to have the right amount of precipitation and moisture in the air for it to snow so you can have just a bitter dry cold and no snow but this is not what I saw I saw snow and lots and lots and lots the Lord also showed me right I saw people um, in the street men, women, men, women young and old, different races I saw black, I saw white, I saw the rich I saw the poor rioting and there was an outbreak of violence like uh things of neighbors fighting each other, somebody getting into a fender bender and jumping out the car and attacking the person, just an eruption of violence. The Lord spoke again and he said that the violence would increase amongst the people and um, due to fear and anger. For those of you who do not know me, I am a prophetess of the Lord Jesus Christ at Faithful Walk Healing Ministries. The Lord called me to live in this day and in this hour, to be a voice in the wilderness, and to declare that the day of the Lord is at hand. Awesome. That was awesome. All right. Without further ado, I'm going to bring Mina on. Mina, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing? Welcome to the Prophecy Zone. Thank you for having me, Brother Phil. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. So uh, let's um, start off by talking about um, 2014. Uh, of course, we we hear some of the um, your stronger um well, actually, I don't know what is your stronger prophecies because you, you might want to fill us in on some more prophecies that God might have told you. But um, anyway, let's uh, talk about, let's do a brief um, 2014, then let's go into 2015, what God has in store for you, for us. Um, so it really started uh, December of last year. Um, I noticed a shift. Um, in my prayer time with the Lord, in other words, like 
the Lord has always been talking to me most of my life, I should say. Started at about at six years old is when I had my first visitation of the Lord. Actually, he came to visit me himself when I was six years old. And um, But it was at six that I started having dreams and visions of the rapture and the, the end of the age and the tribulation and things of that nature. And at that time, I didn't really understand what or why, and I kept it a secret for about a year until a woman who um, actually is a very well-known prophetess to this day, um, she's now known as Phyllis Ford, um, that was not her her last name at that time um, almost 30 years ago or over 30 years ago now I should say was she mentored my mother and uh, we're all from Chicago and um, it was the Lord had revealed to her um, what I had been seeing and um, it was she was the one who told my mother about my calling and it only I hadn't told my mother I hadn't told no one because I was afraid I didn't understand what all I was seeing but I knew that um, the Lord had told me that he had called me to be a prophet for the last times. Of course, at six years old, you, who understands that term, prophet? Like, what does that mean? But um, it started then, and um, and throughout the years, even when I was running and rebelling, I rebelled tremendously, ran from my calling, um, didn't want the responsibility. I never lost what people would call the gift. Even my friends in the world, they used to call me the psychic because I used to be able to see things and predict things and and um, have dreams about things that were happening in their lives and reveal secrets. And I despise and detest the term prophet, or excuse me, psychic, because I knew my calling was a prophet. But at the same time, I didn't want to talk to people about it. It was kind of like... Who in the world would understand when you sit there and say, oh, I'm called to be a prophet and, you know, you're acting a fool, you're in the club, you know, I mean, nobody's going to take you seriously, right, you know. (laughs) I, you know, I hid from all of that and I ran from all of that. But what made the end of last year different, again, is just working up to ministry is that I noticed that the Lord started, I started having more and more encounters with the Lord, and it really kind of started shifting in 2011 after doing a 40-day fast and um, really going in and diving in and telling the Lord that I wanted to not, I didn't want to just know him as the Lord and Savior and keeper and protector and healer and defender, which I grew up knowing him as, but I wanted to know him like Moses knew him. I wanted to know him like Abraham knew him. I wanted to know him like Elijah and Enoch knew him. I wanted to be a friend, and I wanted him to be my friend. I wanted him to be the lover of my soul. So I sought this incredibly close relationship with him, and it was then that things really started to change and and. I noticed my prayer time was changing. I noticed the voice of the Lord. I was hearing more clearly. But then the visitation started more and more and more and more often where he was waking me up in the middle of the night and talking to me and showing me things. And um, the December of last year, a couple weeks before, um, 2014 started according to the Gregorian calendar because, of course, 
as far as the Hebrew calendar is concerned, it starts roughly September, October, depending on the year, based off of uh, Rosh Hashanah. But in two weeks or so, the Lord came to me and he started telling me, I went through a seven-night period where um, he was coming to me every night for seven nights. And at the end of each visitation, he was saying, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. But he was showing me all these different things. But he had told me that um, we would deal with a lot of pestilences and cataclysms in 2014. He he showed me a beast, um, as you play the thing, um, a beast, a spirit beast that rose up that uh, walked across the planet and caused death and destruction. And um, he said that was about to be released upon the planet. He said that people would need to depend on him according to Psalm 23. Um, everyone knew Psalm 23 um, and, you know, popular one, Lord is my shepherd, shall not want. But the emphasis, too, we talk about is, you know, the, it's the year though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. So it started about then, you know, as far as 2014 is concerned. Um, I put it out there on the video. I, I did a radio show on January 1st, and then on January 22nd, um, I did a video, and the video was titled Prophetic Word for 2014. And so um, I talked about uh, Islamic wars and Sunni and Shiite. You know, militants rising, persecution of the Jews. I went through all of this in January, which, as we know, all of this stuff unfolded this year. The pestilences came out with Ebola, the the enterovirus that was killing the children. There was a few cases of the bubonic plague in China. Um, just a world of stuff, and we know thousands of people have died from the Ebola thing. There was a you know been a scare here in the United States regarding it. Um, and then we know ISIS has risen and is still rising. And yeah. um, the beast that the Lord had given me or shown me back in December was, and he confirmed to me later on this year, this is much, much later, and that with the beast that I saw that left the trail of death and destruction was ISIS. Um, mm-hmm. The spirit that, was, it was a spirit um that rose with within ISIS. A lot of us don't um, understand that. A lot of times, um, you there? I think she dropped off. I don't see her on the um, dashboard. So, yeah, I think she dropped off. But well, what an interesting. Um, um, testimony so far That was awesome uh, So we're going to try to get her back here So um, what I'll do is I'll take a break And then we'll try to get her back We'll be right back Welcome to the Prophecy Zone The place to stay informed about current events that line up with Bible prophecy. And now, your watchman on the wall and host, Bill Armstrong.
we're back. Uh, we're still trying to get Mina back on the line. So, um, with uh, that being said, um, we're going to keep trying here, and hopefully she'll pop up in a few minutes. Uh, we are living definitely in the end times, and, it, and it's so nice to have these um, social network platforms, blog, talk, radio, Facebook, on Twitter. I know sometimes people uh, say that they don't go on to those uh, places, and uh, that might be the case. But a lot of times they do keep you informed uh, of what's going on. Um, people coming together in common um, subject and sharing uh, what uh, they see is important. And then you have to do the weeding. You have to weed out. Uh, the news and information that is not good for you, and um, she's back on. But um, and and that's that's the case. And, and yeah, I'm gonna do a show on that about um, you know, weeding out information that is not good, and and then you know, going on Facebook and you know, YouTube getting your feelings hurt. Uh, sometimes you can get chipped at the knees, and um, you know, you're not on there for everybody to agree with you. Come on. Uh, and that is a show by itself, really. You know, me and my wife always say salty. You know, you know, we're just cracking jokes on each other. Salty. You know, you get get um all sensitive on Facebook. You know, sometimes I mean, come on, man, toughen up. But but there are some crooked people. There are some mean people on Facebook. But anyway, we talk about that later. Uh, let's bring Mina back on. Mina, yes, I am. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's been happening all morning. Uh, ne- next time I'll, I'll have I, I will promise I would have my shows already lined up, and that's what I was telling you about having a show list, a show lined up that's already the show's already in the system, and you don't have to do anything that day or wait until the last minute. You know, Americans we like to wait until the last minute uh, to get these things prepared. But anyway, let's continue on where we left off. I don't know where we left off because I didn't know. <laughs> oh, were you still talking? <laughs> don't tell nobody that. Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah, let's let's continue on about because uh, you were talking about the giant, the, the demonic um, spirit, and you were talking about how it led up to how God was, um, how you got closer to God, and, and He was waking you up at night, and and. and talking to you. Go ahead from there and, and let's I was just talking about there were various um there weren't it didn't just stop there. There were various um prophetic words that the Lord has given me. Um of course you did the play the synopsis of you used the term stronger ones. Um they're they're the ones that really stood out. But there is there are several things that the Lord has given me this year that have not yet come to pass. And for instance, I was saying the one that I give the Lord came to me in February, it was late February, I believe, um, and spoke to me and told me death to the finances and told me that a recession was going to happen within the recession and um another economic collapse was going to happen but that this one was going to basically fra- uh, only a fraction of what we saw in 2008 which we in my opinion we still haven't recovered from that mm-hmm. um and so he didn't tell me the year but he told me the time frame 
or showed me the time frame. The time frame that I saw, which I spoke about in my video in February, um, was I saw a calendar with the months of September, October, November, December on it, and I saw a black horse riding across um, those months, just like galloping, like riding across it, like a miniature little black horse riding across the month. And um, the funny thing, you know, is that when I see, I'm looking at this, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning and, you know, like you're not, you don't have your scruples together. You're not really, at least I wasn't completely alert. So my mind is kind of foggy, but I'm seeing this very clearly. And I'm saying, oh, black horse, and I'm listening to him say death to the finances, and I'm thinking, you know, black, death, you know, to go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, Lord, did the black horse means, you know, death. And, oh, isn't that the black horseman from Revelation? And the Lord's, like, correcting me at 2 o'clock in the morning saying, no, that's not. <laughs> no, that's not. You're thinking of the pale horse. You know, he's telling me, you're thinking yeah. of the pale horse. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the pale horse. And I'm like, well, what does the black horse mean again? I'm, I'm, I don't even remember. And <laughs> and then I remembered that, or the Lord's supposed to be correcting me and talked about the scale. When we look in Revelation chapter six, where it talks about the um, the horseman, the, the the rider on the black horse had the pair of scales in his hand. He said, yeah. "A day's wages for a loaf of bread," and so that that brought um, hardship, recession, famine, um, uh, inflation. You know, it was all affiliated with that. And um, I saw that running across um, the maps, and he said that or the calendars, and you tell me that we were another economic collapse was going to happen. So we haven't seen that fact. It's interesting because 2014 has been um, a year of, of record-breaking numbers when it comes to Dow Jones. Yeah. But it's also, to me, for me, it's only looming that, yeah. you know, it's kind of like when you blow a balloon, and yeah. you keep blowing it and blowing it and blowing it. I mean, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but eventually it pops. And that's how I look at um, what's happening with Dow Jones because it really honestly doesn't make any sense because the economy is not that great. Mm -hmm. um, unemployment is still high. People still, there's a lot of people, they try to say, oh, unemployment's gone down, but they're forgetting about the fact that you could only get unemployment for so long, and then you lose it. So a lot of those people that were getting unemployment two, three years ago, they've dropped off. I know some people personally who are still yeah. scratching it, but they can't get unemployment anymore because they've fallen. You know, they've, they've exhausted their benefits. So all of these lies, I mean, even I just read a, a, a report the other day talking about how Black Friday sales are thinning out more and more every year. Mm -hmm. Um and, and so, I mean, the economy is not what TV try to portrays it as. Yeah. And, um, but yet, um, the the stock market is growing. You know, and it's 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 a falsification. You know, it's a false sense of hope, and yeah. um, people don't realize it that there's it's like air. It's like air in a balloon. There's no solidarity to it. So when it pops, yeah. there's nothing. We're going to lose yeah. everything behind it. Yeah, that is the case because um, Dow Jones is just the average of 30 companies. That's it. I mean, 
just practically there's 30 companies out of thousands of companies. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, so going into 2015, uh, what has the Lord laid on your heart for that? And and then we'll come back and talk about a little Bible prophecy after that. Um, he has not specifically given me, okay, this is what's going to happen in 2015 yet. Yeah, um, yeah. But I will share with you on this show some things that I have not put on the video yet that I was getting ready to do very shortly, like within the next week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will show that I did put out on my last video, which was last month, and that was about four weeks ago, the Lord came and spoke to me. Um, he showed me, and we talked about a piece of that, only a piece of that was on what you played. Um, I saw the riots happening. Um, It was in the end of October. Um, I saw the riots. I saw the um, the road rage that was happening. I saw, um, but the first thing I saw was a steeple, uh, like a church, a cross that belonged on top of a church steeple burning. And um, burning like, not as in the Holy Spirit, but like as in like the Ku Klux Klan burning, like somebody has set it ablaze. Um, mm. And the Lord spoke to me and told me that um, the the persecution of the Christians, that we had not seen the pat, per, the peak of it, that um, of course we know it's happening <clears throat> overseas, but that it was going to come here. I mean, we're already starting to feel it, but this is nothing compared to what's coming um, he let me know that the, it, that there was going to be an increase in the persecution of the Christians. Um, he showed me the riots and the violence, which was just not limited to this country. And I don't know if you all have paid attention because that was back in October, and I've been keeping track since he gave me that word. There have been rioting in Paris and Italy. I mean, there's been just craziness, they're uh, coming and protesting against the government in those countries the last few weeks, actually about two weeks now, and um, I mean, just they've got had to declare like whatever their type of martial law is in those mm-hmm. places, and um, the violence that has erupted, we had the, the um, incident in Canada, um, the shooting, and shooting, shooting rampage in Canada, we had the the guy that went around the street in New York with the machete. Um, yeah. We had the man who killed, decapitated those co-workers in the grocery store, the former uh, uh, clerk or what have you, grocery store clerk. And all of this was happening um, right after I had posted that video in October, which was October 21st to be specific. But even though I posted the video on October 21st, the Lord had given it to me like about a week prior to that. Um but the things that I haven't put out that he's been telling me now, he gave me a scripture and said that the judgment on this country had been set according to Daniel chapter 9, verse 14. And if you don't mind, I would like to just read that verse real quick. Go for it. Mm-hmm. It says, so Daniel chapter 9, verse 14 states that, therefore, the Lord has brought upon us the disaster he has prepared. The Lord our God was right to do all of these things, but we did not obey him. And he told me, he gave me this. He said the judgment had been set specifically for this nation, for the United States of America. 
according mm. to this scripture. Since then, um, two nights ago, and this is what I haven't put out anywhere yet, but two nights ago, um, I I spent, I told my husband, I said, I must have dreamt all night long. My husband says that he always knows when God is talking to me. He says, because whenever I have visitations, he notices that I talk in my sleep. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's not a talk like, um, you know, making strange sounds. Or it's like he says, I'm always saying, mm-hmm, yes, like I'm agreeing to whatever's being told to me. And I'm going, yes, okay, mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because he brought that to my attention recently. And I was like, really? Why you ain't say nothing? He's like, I always know. And then you'll tell me, oh, I had a powerful night. God showed me this and that. He's like, and I know because you were talking in your sleep. Well, a couple of nights ago, um, I swear, I just, I had to have dreamt all night. But I saw, I don't know, chapter after chapter after chapter of things about Russia. And um, the Lord, and, and I'm still piecing everything together, but the Lord was showing me. He even gave me a scripture, Brother Did. I'm still trying to piece all of this together. Russia is a bigger threat than what we realize. Now, I, I don't. I put out on my, my video where, let me go back a little bit, in the beginning of which you played, which is just a synopsis of some of the things that God had given me. In September of last year, I started talking about Russia, and, and I started talking about how I've been keeping my eyes on Putin for over 10 years now um, and how we've underestimated him. And I was saying back then, Back in September of last year, that we really needed to not overlook this man, and that that the devil is not your friend, and that even though the enemy is using this current administration, it's like it's almost like a setup for failure because this pact with with Russia is just deadly, it's dangerous, really? and of course, you know, we had the. Crimea situation. Well, last year, you know, he had got involved with Syria. Then this year, you know, he invaded the Ukraine in and, and April and all of this stuff. But the, what I saw two nights ago, brother, was I saw Russia invading this country from the north. And I yeah. saw fires, fires beyond anything. All I saw was I saw so many fires. And I didn't even see the smoke. I was telling my husband, I said, I didn't even see smoke. It seemed like states, entire states were on fire. But it was the northern states. It was like they had invaded, um, they had came through Canada, it seemed like. And, um, like, that was how, it wasn't from the sea, it wasn't from the Gulf Coast, it wasn't from Mexico, it wasn't from the West Coast, it was from the north. Like, they came in from the north, crossing in from Canada, and I saw missiles, and I just saw the state ablaze. And I was seeing this, and it was like watching a movie, and I was talking to the Lord, and the voice of the Lord was speaking to me in the dream, and he kept saying this. This is what I heard over and over again. It was almost spooky, but I kept hearing... um, the end will come by fire. The end will come by fire. That's what I kept hearing over and over and over again. And so I spoke finally 
after watching this for only God knows how long, it seemed like I was frozen in time watching this. It felt like I was watching this all night long. And I said, Lord, I said, if this is you, because my mother taught me this a long, long time ago who mentored me, and my mother is a prophetess as well. Mm -hmm. She taught me you always, you know, test the spirit, you know, so I, I just naturally do it. And I said, Lord, if this is you, you're showing me this, you have to give me a scripture. Like, what scripture to confirm what I am seeing and what you're telling me? Because, and I understood the end will come by fire. And I was telling my husband, I said, you know, I know that, the, you know, he's not going to flood the earth anymore, but that's the end of the world. You know, the earth will be purged by fire. But I knew that he was talking about this country. He was yeah. specific. I knew in my spirit, I, I just know when you, when you talk to God, when God is talking to you, there's no question. There is no, well, maybe he said this, or I've seen people write stuff about that. Well, well, maybe God is trying to tell me something else. You know, God's not handicapped. You know, he's not on Social Security. <laughs> he doesn't try to do anything. He speaks, and when he speaks, you know it's him. You don't have, if you have any questions, if your flesh is able to conjure up anything in your puny little mind of a question, before you even finish the the question, it's answered, like, boom. And I've encountered this too many times being in the presence of God. It's like, right when I'm trying to erupt the question, it's like, you know, he cuts it off dead in the middle and he answers it. So I knew immediately in my spirit, I had full understanding that what he was speaking about, though it's in the scriptures about the earth, he was talking about this nation. So I asked him for scripture. And he said a Bible in front of me, like a Bible appeared to me, on me, like on my lap almost, and it was open to Malachi chapter 4, and I was trying to read it, and I was trying to focus my eyes on reading Malachi chapter 4, and all I was able to see was the word burn. And and the other thing that I could make out was that it was a short chapter. Now, I've read the whole Bible, but I will tell you right now, I'm no Jack Van Enfy. I don't know, like, scriptures like that, you know, where you can just spit them out your head like that. I know about the book of Malachi, but I couldn't tell you, okay, chapter 1 talks about this. and Everybody knows Malachi chapter 3 because the preachers like to preach it when they want you to fill up their buckets with money. You know, so everybody knows that's the tithing chapter. But I was like, Malachi chapter 4. So when I woke up um, in the morning, I was like, um, I, I got up and I was like, oh, I need to. It almost, in fact, it almost was taken from me because I woke up. And I almost couldn't remember it. And I was like, okay, Lord, okay. I knew it was chapter four. I was like, Lord, please, you know, give it back to me. It's almost like the enemy was trying to take that from me. And um, then the Lord spoke to me. He said, it's Malachi. And I said, Malachi. He spoke a second time. He said, it's Malachi chapter four. And I said, okay, Lord. And I went and got my Bible. It's like six o'clock in the morning. And it reads, the Lord of heaven's army said, or thus saith the Lord of hosts, the day of judgment is coming, burning like a furnace. And on that day, the arrogant and the wicked will burn up like straw or chaff. They will be consumed, roots, branches, and all. 
But for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let into a pasture. On that day when I act, you will tread upon the wicked as if they were dust under your feet, says the Lord of hosts. And it's only like six or seven, six verses for the whole chapter. Yeah. Well, let me share something with you, sister. Um, I've always believed um, that, and this goes to say with many of the um, preachers and teachers of Bible prophecy saying they believe that Ezekiel 38 and 39 happens later on. I've always believed it, um, that it's a um, staging ground when the, uh, you know, if you're watching a play and the the props are set and the curtains go up. uh, I believe that uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 gives clues that it would be prior to the tribulation period beginning. And here's one of the clues. Um, It says, um, talks about uh, the weapons. Uh, It says, um, you probably heard this before. It says, and they, and this has been um, uh, Ezekiel 39, verse 9. It says, and they shall burn the weapons uh, with fire for seven years. And um, and I can go and look at, and I don't think the time is right for that right now, but I can go find some more. But here's what you were talking about when you were saying that, um, and this fits in what I'm saying, is that Russia will invade Israel before the tribulation period begins. And here in verse 6 of that same chapter, chapter 39, it says, And I will send fire on Magog, and among them that dwell carelessly in the isles, and that can mean the United States or whatever coastland, in other um, interpretations of the Bible, and they shall know that I am the Lord. So when Russia invades uh, Israel, uh, apparently uh, we don't want to read into it too much, but it says fire. We know the technology of uh, nuclear bombs and in this age, which uh, the people back there, and definitely Ezekiel didn't know what that meant. But I um, just thought I will share that. Put that in there. I agree with you um, wholeheartedly. Um, I just, I just know that Russia is a huge player. I know there have been, you know, recently a lot of different things emerging about the Gog and Magog and um, being partially um, Turkey as well. And, and I don't even disagree with that because I actually think we need to keep our eye on Turkey because Turkey's a sleeping giant. And the fact that a lot of the places around Turkey and the Middle East have had all of these uproars and riots and Turkey's been quiet and silent, you know, but I know yeah. not to get too deep into that, but I actually believe that part of the reason why um, Putin invaded Crimea because when I heard that, I thought, well, why Crimea? Like, why of all the places? So I went and got a map and in this past spring, and I went and got a map, and I went to go look at it, and um, I really, really studied where Crimea is. And Crimea is in the peninsula, the Black Sea, which is right north of Turkey, which is right north of Russia, of uh, Israel. And when I saw that, I, my husband came home from work. I remember that day. I told him, I said, babe, we, we might be looking at Magog and Magog unfolding right now. Because I thought, you know, why Crimea? Well, it's a part, even, it, you know, the oil is there, the, you know, what have you. That's 
that's fine and great, whatever. But I look at that that little peninsula coming out of Io sticking out in the Black Sea. I said that would be the perfect place for docking ships, you know, warships or what have you. And all around that Black Sea is where Turkey is and, and Turkey's, you know, right north of Israel. And um, I know for a fact that um, Turkey has uh, been talking to Russia um, and making some deals under the table with Russia. In addition to that, I'll tell you this, I don't know if um, you know about this, but um, earlier last year, I believe it was, the Sanhedrin, they finally got the Sanhedrin together um, in Israel, you know, prepping for the rebuilding of the Third Temple. And um, they went over, this was through the Temple Institute, which they're not Christian at all. They're Orthodox, you know, Jews. But this Mm -hmm. was on the templeinstitute.com where the Sanhedrin went over into Turkey and um, spoke with some high officials and told them that they believe that their Mahdi, which is, you know, their prophecy of their Savior, a Messiah, is the same as their Messiah. Mm, and wow. so, um, which blew me away when I saw that. I go, well, there it is. We can just wrap it up. We're going home, you know, because that, <laughs> that's the seven-year peace treaty right there. Mm-hmm. When you go and you tell the Islamics that their Mahdi is your Messiah, well, there you go. That's it. Well, they yeah. went into Turkey. So um, I think we need to pay attention to both of those places. Um, I said, like I said, 10 years ago, I said, I I wasn't even in ministry 10 years ago, but 10 years ago I said that Putin was going to be a key factor in the tribulation, and um, I still stand by that. I stand by that. Amen. Wow. Yeah. So what what, uh, do you believe as far as the blood moons and and, um, Smita here? And and, um, I know you made a couple videos, so could you sort of kind of liberate on that a little bit? The Shemitah year? Um, Shemitah year, Jubilee year. would probably be better than me about that. (laughs) (laughs) And you want to know what's so funny? When I put that video out, right after I put the video out talking about the Shemitah and the Mm -hmm. triennial tour cycles, I mean, within weeks, Jonathan Kahn came out with his book called The Shemitah. Like, I was like, you got to be kidding me. But I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Jonathan Kahn's. I've, I mean, his Annette Blazano, which is his, um, like, secretary or whatever, um, very nice lady. I've spoken to her um, several times or what have you. And I'm, I follow Jonathan Kahn, and so in his ministry, a contributor to his ministry. But um, basically, I I think the blood moons are pretty much self-explanatory for what is most people are, have caught on to it. I mean, we know that the tetrides have, we through Mark Belt, um, found the patterns of the tetrides um, over the last 5,000 years and the links to them. Um, I do believe that this one is significant. I think it's significant that there's not another tetrad that all four fall on Jewish feasts um, for another 600 years, I believe it is, or 60, I think maybe it's 60 years. Um, or No, excuse me, it is 600 years. Um, and so I do believe that this is significant, and I do believe that it's an, an omen, a moed, as the scripture says, which is an omen or appointed time for um, Israel and the world. Um, 
I, a lot of people, I've had people on my program, my Watchman Wall program, um, I've had even some mid-trip people come in that a lot of people, even pre-trib and mid-trip people are coming together. And a lot of people actually believe that um, it's a possibility that the tribulation will start next year. Um, now, this is without date setting or getting off into any of that because I stay far-fetched from those types of things. <laughs> Yeah. But um, considering what's happening, um, I wouldn't put it. I, listen, I, all I can say is that I would be surprised if we're like still sitting here, twenty seventeen. You know, I would really be shocked. Yeah. I really would because things are unfolding at rapid speed. Um, yeah. In the last four years. So much has unfolded in the last four years that it's just like it's almost like somebody puts their foot on the accelerator, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I do believe that as far as the Shemitah is concerned, it's you know every you find it back in well God it started with God giving um, Moses the commandment uh, in the five books of the Torah, but this is in <clears throat> Leviticus and Deuteronomy where they were told to. Let the land rest every seventh year. And, and, and it's really, God gave all of these rules. Like there's 613 commandments. A lot of people don't know that. They only know about the ten. But me having a Jewish background, my grandmother being Jewish on my mom's side, and I'm married to a Jew, I've learned a lot about uh, or grew up knowing about Hebraic traditions and Judaism and all of that. A lot of the 613 rules that God gave the Jewish people, I mean, Really, it was to it was to set them aside and be sanctified. But what we don't understand is that it really is what kept them healthy, is what kept them prosperous, is what kept the land prosperous. There was, it had to do with cycles of seasons, cycles of um, sowing and tilling and reaping, um, all of these things. So that's why there were so many rules. There were a lot of them, but it actually kept them living long and healthy and all of that. So. A part of that was every seventh year, um, they had to let the land rest. They weren't to sow. They weren't to. It was let the land grow wild, and you know, not bother it. And that way, and why was because um, so that they don't. The land would have a year to to rejuvenate. Basically, would not lose its minerals, and you know, the soil has minerals and nutrients yeah. that grow healthy plants. But in addition to that. With the land being able to rest, God commanded that every seventh year, if there were slaves who were enslaved because they owed debt to their masters, they could not stay slaves more than seven years. They had to let them go free. Um, if there was any debt that anyone owed to anyone, um, if they hadn't paid it off in seven years, whatever was left was to go free. It was like a reset button, basically. And... Um, God commanded that. That's where we get the whole seven-year credit thing, which nobody abides by anymore. I mean, I've noticed <laughs> that, but it used to be, you you know, things would be written off of your credit after seven years, but now we, we have collection agencies that try to re-merge that on the seventh year and still drag you out for 10, 12 years now. But um, that's where all of that comes from. Well, anyways, when we go to the book of Jeremiah, so that's the book of Leviticus, when going to Jeremiah, we find that Jeremiah the prophet um, – Goes to King Zedekiah and basically tells him, thus says the Lord, that, you know, because they had been rebelling, they had not kept the Shemitah, is what they got in trouble for. That um, God had anointed Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon to come in and 
and basically invade the city, take them into slavery, and burn down the city. And, and um, it was 490 years that they had not kept the Shemitah. So the Lord spoke to the prophet Jeremiah and told him to tell King Zedekiah that for every Shemitah um, that they missed would equivalent to one year that they would be in um, Babylon. So 70 years, because they missed 70 Shemitahs, which totaled 490 years. That's a long time. Come on, God being long-suffering and slow to anger. Yep. 490 years they had been disobeying God. Um, and so, you know, that went on. And, and, and of course, that prophecy came to pass and so on and so forth. But today, um, so Jonathan Kahn, you know, came out with the harbinger some years ago because he found these links to Israel and America and um, it found that, you know, every seven years, um, starting in 2011, or 2001, excuse me, that we had been hitting these judgments. I, it's actually interesting because <clears throat> and you can't really dismiss it. I've had some people try to dismiss it. It's like, yeah, but facts are facts. And you start looking at stuff and like, okay, this can't be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because um, there's triennial Torah cycles and, and there's the Shemitah years. And these are all the stuff that can be very confusing unless, confusing unless you're a rabbi or unless you really study deep into Hebrew roots, Hebraic roots. But the, you must understand that the Orthodox Jews, the conservative Jews, the ones who do or not Messianic, who do not believe Jesus is the Son of God, are looking for the coming of the Messiah. And they have all of these rabbinical prophecies and um, these, you know, wise men, so to speak, who have had all these writings over the years in the Tanakh and all of these different things. And so what is interesting is that we had a cycle. Then there's a war cycle. That's another thing. We had a cycle in 1999, going slash 1999, crossing over into 2000 because of the Hebraic calendar and the way it works. Um, And we hit a, a fresh cycle which showed that this was a cycle that the Messiah could come with for us would be a return. And it started then. And so then it started counting out every seven years from there. Now, they already have the Shemitahs, but this is like a new thing. It's a war cycle that's lined up with the Shemitahs and so on and so forth. So they're looking for the Messiah in 1999, 2000, there's nothing. And then so they know that if he doesn't come then, then it's another seven years. And it goes all the way out for um, 49 years because the 50th year is Jubilee. So it started then. And so in addition to it starting on the rabbinical cycles or the Hebraic cycles, we as America hit a cycle, and we crossing over into the 21st century, and um, we had 9-11 in 2001. Then seven years later, we had the economic <clears throat> crash in 2008. And so the, the next cycle um, will be in 2015, and that's where Jonathan Kahn believes that um, we will hit a complete, demise as a nation or come to complete destruction as a nation because we're not repenting and we're not, you know, and we're not, we're not probably not going to repent. Um, 
And so it's kind of lining up with um, the scriptures in a sense. And it's just you get to the point where you can't, you can't ignore it. It's like it's there. I've, and I've seen people, people have tried to debunk this. They try to debunk the blood moons. It's like, come on, people. I mean, you know, you all you have to do is just look this stuff up. NASA is definitely not no born-again Christian. So <laughs> they're not going to say, oh, well, let's match up the blood moons with the Hebraic, you know, feast. You know, they're not going to yeah. do that. So, I mean, people trying to say, oh, it's, it's this and that. It's like, you know, some, it gets to a point where it gets ridiculous and you're just like, okay, like, really? Just open your eyes and see what's going on. So that's a little bit on that. Um, we are approaching mm-hmm. that third set or that that next set of seven years in September. Um, interestingly, that's not put out necessarily on the videos is that we're entering into a new triennial tour cycle, which nobody really talks about that because it can be very confusing. And the triennial tour cycle is three and a half years. There's seven years total with divided into two, which half of seven is three and a half years. Sounds familiar, right, tribulation? Mm-hmm. And we're entering, or we have just entered into a new triennial tour cycle, and based off of rabbinical prophecies and all these these extra biblical things, um, they're actually expecting the Messiah to come within this last cycle. They consider this cycle to be the last cycle. This is what we entered in, in at Rosh Hashanah in September of this year enters into what they believe to be the final seven-year cycle where they will see the coming of their Messiah. And I think that's extremely powerful because their Messiah that they're looking for, I absolutely know, will be what they think of as the Antichrist or the false prophet. Only to have their eyes open and realize that that's not the case when the abomination of desolation gets set up. So I think that these next seven years, um, I don't plan on being here within seven years. I mean, I'm not sure we're going to have seven years left, but I absolutely, you know, just putting it out there without putting any dates on the rapture, I truly expect the rapture to happen within this last cycle. And I know seven years is a long fetch, and I mean, it's a long fetch for me too, but that that seven years can mean one year to seven years Um, because of what's unfolding, because it's it's matching up with even the Jewish um, sect, um, the the Jewish sect uh, writings and, and teachings, it's matching up. Um, with the sign in the heavens, it's matching up with the scriptures. And when you've got all three of those things coming together, something powerful is about to unfold. You're not like, okay, it's two out of three. You're talking everything is like simultaneously lining up in addition to what we're getting ready to see in 2017. I don't think it's a mistake that September 22nd and 23rd of 2017, which also fall on Jewish feet, in the middle of the Jewish feet, 
Um, the sign in the heavens will be out of Revelation chapter 12. The woman who's dressed and clothed with the sun, with the moon at her feet, and the 12 stars around her, well, in the heavens there's a phenomenal event that's going to happen that hasn't happened for 2,000 years. And that is the constellation of Virgo is going to have 12 stars at her head, and the moon will be at her feet, and the sun will be in the middle of that constellation, according to Revelation chapter 12. Hmm. Wow. And that's, oh. happened September, that's happening September 22nd and 23rd of 2017. And... If you go into the scriptures and read chapter 12, chapter 12, if, if, you know, Revelation is in chronological order, which there's a lot of debate that it's not, and I can understand why people say that. But if it is, chapter 12 is just before mid-tribulation. And mid-tribulation, of course, is when the mark of the beast emerges, when the, the Antichrist breaks his peace treaty and causes the great and small, the rich and poor, to receive the mark, which is chapter 13. So if this sign, and here's the, the most powerful thing, and if you, if this, you can take um, software from uh, com, you know, different, that maps the stars. This event, sure. the only other time you can find the signs and the stars just like that perfectly was about 2,000 years prior, which marked the birth of Christ. Yeah. And when we know in Revelation chapter 13, where it, John talks about the story of the woman and, you know, the dragon and him casting a third of the stars, it, it's talking and she gives birth to the son and the baby is caught up. It's, we know that that's a representation of Christ. Being born, and we know the woman is Israel, and I mean it's kind of, it's a given thing. So, to, but it also tells two stories. So the first side to that is what has already happened, and the second half to that is what's going to happen in the tribulation, where the Israel has to flee. You know, because of what's going on. The when Jesus says, when you see these things, it tells to say to Judea, flee, flee into the wilderness. Um. I believe that that's powerful, that we will see that the stars and the planets and the constellations, you know, will be lined up perfectly to match Revelation chapter 12 in 2017, and it falls right around the feast again on top of yeah. it. Wow. And that's um, not a coincidence either. Um, and the strange thing for me, and the big one of the biggest um Proofs that we're in the end times is the uh, things that are popping up, uh, how the acceleration of um, gay marriage and and the you know legalization of, of marijuana and, and probably more hard drugs to come. Who knows? But I, it seems like somebody opened up the Pandora's box and 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 let demons out and, let, and sort of like you was referring to, uh, but. For me, I work with kids every day, and I've worked with kids in the past. And many years ago, I worked for, in Job Corps, and today I work with kids that are at a treatment center. And uh, yeah, I, they were, but we were bad, you know, thirty years ago. I mean, I mean, I used to, you know, do the same thing they used to do. But there's a there's something there where you don't have a lady 
who you know who runs for what was she a congresswoman down in Texas who told those uh, preachers to bring their sermons to her and let them check. I mean that I mean that stuff is starting to happen more frequently and you know about the wedding chapel just right outside of where me and my wife was married uh, and they're telling them at the time now now they're okay for right now but they're telling them they can't marry. I mean, I mean, I mean, we can't marry the homosexual, you know, people uh, here, not here. Please understand. They wouldn't understand. They just kept forcing and forcing and forcing. Well, Jesus said just in the days of Noah, you know, um, homosexuality will be one of the symptoms, I guess, is the equivalent of a cough, knowing that something's wrong with society. Um so, uh, what do you what do you picture um, as your main focus on what, what what do you look at as the main tapestry to tell you that this is it? I mean, what is that it's one everything. thing? It's, everything it's together. Not one thing. It's, you know yeah. what? Okay, here's the thing. This is this is what I'm looking for. That people in the West have failed to realize, and I wrote a commentary about it on my Facebook, I don't know, a month or so ago. It's the final outpouring. Mm-hmm. Because if we go in, like right now in my Bible study, we're on, we're in Matthew chapter 24. The Lord had me to, <laughs> believe it or not, this is funny because it really is because we're almost at the end of the year. The Lord told me that he wanted me to teach out of the entire book of Matthew. Starting, this was starting in January of this year to take the ministry through it chapter by chapter. So this is pretty much December as of tomorrow, and we still haven't finished chapter twenty-four. It's taken us the whole year to get through the book of Matthew because of what the Holy Spirit has just been opening up to us about this book. And we're in chapter 24, so we know that Matthew chapter 24 and Luke chapter 21 are parallel. And so, you know, the disciples come and they ask the Lord, you know, well, what are your signs of, that this is the end of the age? And the Lord goes down this list. And in Matthew, it's not in chronological order, but in, in Luke, there is. It's more in order. But the Lord gives all of these different things. But then he says, you know, don't worry because, the, the end is coming, but not yet. Some more stuff is going to happen. You know, then some more stuff happens, and then the Lord comes, and, and all of this stuff. But so we know that the earthquakes and famines and wars and rumors of wars and, and men's love going wax cold and children disobeying their parents and people being imprisoned and killed and tortured and hated for the Lord's sake and all of these things are all a part of knowing that we're in the last days. The, what triggered it, I absolutely know, is is the rebirth of Israel in 1948 because the Lord said when the, the, to keep the eye on the fig tree, and we know that the fig tree is Israel, and he said that, you know, when those things begin to come forth, to know that that generation will not pass until all these things have come you know, come to pass, and so then there's a debate of what's a generation, but the generation really typically, according to the scriptures, is, is 70 years. So people have said 100, some people have said 80, but even in Psalms we find even the Psalmist David talking about it, it's 70 years is the average for a generation. And so Israel is not uh, yet approaching her 70th year. Some people have said that um, they have marked it from Israel becoming a nation. Some have said it's 1967 when Jerusalem was recaptured, 70 years out from there. 
To me, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, is that Jesus said that when that came, when that when that sign came, the fig tree, to know when those things come to pass, that that generation will not pass until they see everything from the beginning of what Christ lived all the way to the end. And the end is the Son of Man coming back, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the clouds. And so that was the triggering point. But for me, for the rapture, as far as the rapture is concerned, um, the key element that I'm looking for that's already started is the final outpouring of the Spirit of God, the final revival. We hear so many pastors talking about it here in the West, in America. And people say, oh, well, it hasn't happened yet, so we still have time. And that's where we're mistaken. It has already begun because what we're not paying attention to is the fact that people are coming to Christ over in the other countries in droves. There are spectacular testimonies of Jesus supernaturally appearing to Muslims and Islam, I mean, appearing at their doors like knocking on their doors and coming in and appearing to them in dreams. I posted an article out about it sometime on my my ministry website. I mean, the people in Afghanistan and Pakistan and and India and Indonesia, the underground church in China and Hong Kong, these people, they're droves, droves. It's a movement of God. And I tell you, that is the reason why there's so much chaos erupting with ISIS. And and even in Africa, the genocide in Nigeria and the Congo and and the Sudan, why is it? Who are they killing? They're not just killing random people, brother. They're killing the Christians. In Kenya alone, the the president, he burned down a, a thousand churches last year. The people are being set on fire and raped and killed and buried alive. And why? They're because they're turning from their the Islam Islam to Christianity, and they're being killed. But it's happening in droves because the 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 movement of Christ is erupting out mm-hmm. there. And we in the West, we're sitting in our little four-stone, four-corner churches, and we're saying, oh, it's not happening yet. It's already here. It's moving across the planet. It's just that it's moving backwards and to speak. You know, the Bible tells us that the first shall be last and that the last shall be first. And America and the West were the first to bring the gospel out. I'm not talking about the Jewish people. We know it started with the 12 disciples, but King James was in Europe, and he was, him with the Catholic Church brought us the Bible. That's the, I don't care what people say about Catholic, King James and the Catholic Church gave us the Bible. That's who gave us the Bible, okay? And from Europe, after that, King Christopher Columbus that moved out to he came out to here to America and and we in this country was established on the word of, with mixtures of other things. Now I'm not dropping or discontinuing the Masons and all of that stuff, but we as the as America we sent the missionaries out to Africa and to the Middle East and to China to 
brought into the 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 um, rainforest down in South America to bring the word of God, and and we were we're translating the Bible into multiple languages, and so that people could have the Bible. It was us, but see mm-hmm. now we've become so corrupted. And we've forgotten our first love. And our lights are going out. Our candle lighted, our candlestick is going out. And so now the tables are reversed. And so where we were first in the beginning to put that word out there, we're going to be the last in to catch the revival. We're going to catch it or we're going to get it. It's going to come here, but it's coming here through catastrophe. Because that's what's going to wake the people up because the churches in this nation are asleep. Amen. They really are. And so it's going to happen here. I tell people, oh, yeah, we're going to get it. People are going to come to Christ here in droves as well. We're going to see an outbreak of the Holy Spirit and manifestations in this nation as well. But we're going to be on the tail end of it this time around. And it's going to emerge through cataclysms that's coming to this. And that's the reason why we're on the brink of cataclysm, because we're so close to Christ's return. And he said in the last days he will pour his spirit out upon all men, all flesh. It won't be just the Jews or the this or the Americans. It will be all flesh. And so because we're so close to the at the door of that, Will sure. let you know that we're just a breath away from judgment because we have to understand that even in God's judgment is mercy, and He's allowing oh. judgment to fall on this nation to wake us up Amen. so that we don't miss it. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, got you fired up there. I wanted to ask you a question and get you. <laughs> All right. Amen. Amen. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah, you're right. There is many. Uh, you put everything together, and you can't uh, you can't deny it. I mean, I you know the the odds is pretty good that something's happening. Um, so thank you for coming on the show. Um, you know, it's a um, really appreciated um, that you came on the show today. Uh, and tell people where they can get uh, in touch with your uh, information in your in your prophecies and things like that um they can just basically at this point you can just google <laughs> faithful while killing ministries um it's when i say google it's pages of different things we're a lot in a lot of places um our official website is um faithful while killing ministries dot blogspot dot com and also um the bride of yeshua dot com or www.thebrideofyeshua.com and um we have bible study every Thursday night and um a thir- every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and we have we have it through via phone conference because over the last almost 8 years I've been in ministry um we've grown interstate and so we have people from the east coast to the west coast that Tune into our Bible studies. Tune into our Watchmen on the Wall. So two years ago, we made our we went viral on our Bible studies, and um, people can tune in um, via phone conference. So if you go to either one of our websites, either the Faithful Wall Killing Ministries dot blogspot dot com or 
thebrideofyeshua.com. Um, the information on how to tune in is on there. Also, if you in the we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, so if you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina metropolitan area, um, our address where you can come by and stop stop by and see us is also listed on those websites. Also, um, through the yellow pages and um, joinmychurch.com, usachurches.com, we're listed on all of those. Um, and also, if Facebook is um, facebook.com forward slash faithful walk healing ministry. So uh, that's yes, it. Yes, amen. Amen. So uh, I'm going to uh, have you back on. Um, that was kind of the planning of that was kind of uh, last second. Uh, but um, that, this was a great show, so I'm definitely going to want to have you back on again if you can. So uh, what were you going to say? Um, no, that's it. I was going to say that's it. Thank you so much for bringing me on. Amen, I amen. Yeah, I had fun. Thank you. Thank you. That was very informative. So God bless you, sister, and I pray for you and your family and your ministry. And God bless. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Amen. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening in. Um, go and have a wonderful rest of your week. And um, please tune in to the next Prophecy Zone. Um, uh, uh, Jeffrey um, from uh, Now the End Begins, Jeffrey Grinder, is going to be on our show hopefully tomorrow. Uh, I have to get up early and remind them. But we're going to be talking about Bible prophecy. Uh, but I want to remind you all that this is called the Prophecy Zone. Um, a lot of people get on me for certain things when we do. Uh, we could be just off a tilter. Um, if I if I bring on somebody who who is talking about ghosts, eventually I don't believe in ghosts. They're demons. But if 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 there's a twist to it, I have to do a Bible prophecy. I have to prove that they're demons. I'm gonna have somebody on there that's gonna say they're demons. I'm not gonna have somebody on there say that they're ghosts because they're not. So um, it's prophecy zone. Yeah, yeah, if you're old enough, you remember Twilight Zone. It ain't gonna be too. It's gonna be biblical. Make sure it's about biblical. I don't like going too far off into the because I think it's a waste of time, especially in these end times that we live in. So please um, look for our show in the future. Uh, we're gonna be trying a specific day to come on, and we're gonna hit it hard. Uh, but um, thank you very much. If you have any suggestions on guests to come on, go to our prophecies on um, Facebook page and let us know from there. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.